Hello guys and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast again. It's your girl Rachel and um, we're here with season 3 episode 8. The title of well, the topic of today's episode will be insurance and I just put a little side title protecting ourselves as black women working because um, I think it's kind of fitting and it fits with what I'm about to talk about and what we're about to talk about. Um, just a little reminder to follow us on our social media so that's BWW Podcast UK on Twitter and Instagram and our hashtag is BWW Podcast UK so you can use that for any of your pictures or any of your comments or anything that you want to engage with us with and our email is blackwomenworking at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com and we also now have our website which is blackwomenworking.com where you can subscribe to our fortnightly episodes and our newsletter so yeah everything's all on there you can have a look and go through there's an about us section and quite fun and interactive so please have a look and please subscribe um and as usual today we're going to start off with the quote of the day do, do we not get to Sam, that's what i was gonna <laughs> say literally i was speaking I mean? like rah she's like she's like what yeah i'm this? leading today so this is all about me hi guys it's chantelle here it's nat's here <laughs> hello oh. it's toes here don't burst my eardrums guys <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by she ensures yes Hi everyone. Right, Rach, back to you. Your name, please, sis. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name's Amida. Hi Amida, welcome. Yes, Thank welcome, you for having Amida. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, guys, um, our quote of the day, well, I thought, I was just thinking, what could I use as a quote of the day? Like I was just struggling to think of what it could be. And then I came across this quote and I was like, yeah, I think it's kind of fitting. Um, it's a Beyonce quote and it is, if everything is perfect, you will never learn and you will never grow. And the reason I chose that quote is because I think um, things like insurance, people cut, like don't really think about and you have to do kind of think about those things when you're growing and you're moving from place to place and you're doing different things. So I think that's why I use that quote and I hope it fits. Well, if it doesn't, it's too late, isn't it? I know. <laughs> um, oh, well, I shouldn't even laugh. Uh, I can't help it. Now, let's give Rachel a break, innit? Sorry, Rachel. Sorry, please, Rach. guys, please. So, um, yeah, I just thought that um, I would start off the discussion in just talking about some of the stats that I found. Um, and that is, in UK households, 47% of people have a mortgage with no life insurance. Wow. And me personally... I don't have life insurance and dealing with things that have happened in my personal life, I've kind of realized you kind of do need to have that. When things unravel after, loads of things could happen and when you've got assets and certain things in place in your life, you do need to have those type of things in place. And then I also found um, another talking point, which is that black people's life expectancy is low due to overrepresentation in low paid employment, reduced access to private healthcare, and health facilities and overcrowded and poor living accommodation so i think that for us as black women working in the uk we do need to look into these avenues of like insurance and how it can protect us and how it can protect what we've got going on um in our personal in our working lives or whatever so i think that's why we are kind of discussing it today um i just wanted to know what you guys all thought um particularly amida about um insurance and how it affects what's the in the world. what's the direct like question because i guess that's quite broad so like, why is, why is insurance important <laughs> yes why is insurance important mm. um well 
to be honest, I'm going to just keep it simple. Coronavirus has taught us that sickness can happen at any time and it's not a respecter of any one of us. Um, I'm sure we've seen um, people of colour dying at higher rates, 2.5 times higher than our white counterparts just because of the fact that we're black. Um, so I think if sickness and if we're so predisposed to a different type of loads of different types of sicknesses, like for example PCOS, fibroids, um, heart attacks, strokes, high cholesterol, the list goes on. You know, we need to get ourselves protected. We need to do things to make sure that we are safeguarded. So mm-hmm. that's that's the first. That's how I would start off with <laughs> saying that's why it's important. Yeah, I think for me, one thing that. Um has like been difficult to see and it remains difficult to see for example is like when someone dies and then you kind of see like a GoFundMe to like raise money for their funeral or you just see issues where like people have died and they they haven't meant to because I don't think people out here are like oh today I'm gonna die like that's not how it happens mm-hmm. but you can end up leaving your children with more debts um not having yourself protected you just think your house is going to go to your kids but if you don't have the right insurance in place your children are just going to inherit a house with a mortgage like Mm -hmm. it just seems to me that people don't really understand what there is out there to protect and how to even protect it for me I know the only reason I kind of wanted to know about insurance because I was like oh if I've got money and then like I have a child and I have a husband and then I die I don't want my husband to rinse my money. So that's when I started getting... <laughs> you lot are laughing, but it's okay. It's the truth. That's when I started getting really interested in, like, how I can have things that protect um, mm-hmm. my children. But also, I mean, I think the first time I realised anything about insurance or, or the fact that I might die while I'm working is when I started my first job and I got, like, a death and service payment mm-hmm. option. And I had to kind of, um, like, allocate that between members of my family and percentage because that was the first time I think I was about 23 at the time that I was like wow I could actually leave something to someone Mm -hmm. and I need Mm -hmm. to protect myself so that even if I do get sick and I can't work for a period of time I'm not destitute Mm -hmm. and that's Mm. so key because like um there's plenty examples that I can think of like I remember at one of my (laughs) old workplaces a guy came in one day and he had a huge patch over his eye and everyone was like what happened to you and he was like you know I just slipped in the bath this morning and I dislocated my shoulder and I have to go to the doctor and I immediately at the time I thought oh my god if he had income protection or if he had a critical illness cover or something like that he would potentially get a payout if he signed off work and it's these little nuggets that people don't know when you hear of insurance, you assume that, oh, it's just life insurance and I need that when I'm a lot older. But actually, things happen on a day-to-day and a lot of us are just suffering and going through life because we don't we don't have the awareness or the understanding of what's available. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why this episode is so important because I definitely just had a preconception of life insurance and I didn't really understand that um, it had so many kind of angles to it like um critical illness Mm. cover and income uh, protection and i think it's just it just comes down to that information not really being shared with us and it's not something Mm -hmm. that's specific i suppose to our community in particular but we have less awareness of these kind of things than our caucasian counterparts so Mm. it really is just a process for me i think of uh, re-educating some people or kind of setting out 
like um setting out the the foundations so that the generations coming after us mm -hmm. will intrinsically learn these things as they go along mm -hmm. in hand with learning how to spell learning how to do mathematical sums they will hopefully learn that this is a life skill and that it's something that they should pay attention to as they grow older and have more things that are attached to their name Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think all of those things have resonated with me. So um, the very first time, I only just considered life insurance after I bought a house. And that was after my first child was seven, after I'd been working for, what, 17 years. And I think there's definitely an education in looking at changing the way that we look at our money. So when I'd first spoken to Amida and T, um, one of her colleagues, I was like, um, our parents worked so hard to own what they owned, to be like, yeah, I'll put it in my will, which is really nice if you predict or, or you believe, and we live in the faith that you'll live till you're old. But if that's the case, I was saying, anything that my parents have is probably going to go to my children's children, because God willing, they'll live another 30 years, you know? In, in, although although Rach did say our life expectancy is lower, you know, typically if someone dies aged 80, 90, my children are gonna potentially have children. And so everything my mum and dad think that they're leaving for me won't go to me. I'm already busting my ass to pay for my own mortgage. It's not going mm -hmm. to me. So I think like we have to change the way that we look at wealth and how we distribute that wealth amongst generations. And then not only that, I just remember like, because um, the house I live in, I've bought with my partner, it's the first time that I've actually had to split costs properly. And mm -hmm. when we first moved in, I was like, oh my God, every time you leave the house, I just felt like saying, put a helmet on, put your, put your, <laughs> put your pants on. Like if you get hurt today, mm -hmm. everything crumbles. And can you imagine yeah. going to work, like everything that you achieved to then get knocked over mm -hmm. and then suddenly, oh snap, well, we're going to have to take it all away. Nah, right. fam, I can't, I can't live like Trust that. me, trust me. And to be honest, that was my life. Um, the reason why I kind of got into the industry and why I, I realized that important insurance is so important is because um, just under 11 years ago now, I lost my dad to a sudden death. Um, mm. He woke up one day and brushed his teeth and that was it. He was gone. Mm. And at the time he left my mum and widow with four kids, three of us being under 21 at the time. So basically we didn't have any money. <laughs> like we couldn't contribute to like a funeral. We couldn't contribute to any bills because we were all in education and we were clueless about what to do, how much funerals were like, we had no clue. So as a result of that, we had to literally like sell our property, go back into private renting. And the worst thing about the fact that my dad passed is that we found out two months later that he had insurance, but he actually canceled it two months before he died. So it was like a double whammy <laughs> because where we were meant to get like a lump sum amount of money, we didn't. So yeah, that's that's why I'm like get educated, get protected because it's not a joke. It is not a joke. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the core um, message of the episode today. We don't want to wait for unfortunate circumstances mm -hmm. to teach us 
uh, a lesson in that respect and we have to kind of transform our mindsets where what we're prioritizing when our pay increases or we're getting a bonus is not our you know putting money towards superficial things yes you can do that you're allowed to enjoy your life but first of all handle the basics and life insurance is one of the basics the same way that we pay our mobile phone bills and we have direct debits for like other bills we should consider life insurance as one of those fundamental things that we just need to get into the mindset and habit of thinking okay how much of my salary or income can I apportion to this and put aside for this you don't and you don't have to have the complete you know full Monty set of cover but at least if it's something that's better than nothing and Mm. so I guess moving forward like what would be great to hear from you Amida is explaining kind of what the different parts are to life insurance and how because maybe there's someone out there thinking oh my gosh i'm on minimum wage like Mm -hmm. what uh, life insurance what's that like i don't have time for that right now (laughs) exactly and that's the thing that's one of the biggest misconceptions a lot of people think oh i can't afford insurance it's going to be 150 pounds no it's not because the thing is once you go through an advisor specifically we can always tailor um, a situation to match your budget because what, when we have our consultation, we basically assess your whole lifestyle. We determine your affordability. We try to understand what it is that you're paying for at the minute so that whatever it is that I recommend, it is affordable to your circumstance. Mm. So that's all a lot of people don't know because um, a lot of people don't know where to go to find advisors. So they go online and sometimes their quotes are generic. And that's why sometimes their quotes are really, really high or they're not being covered exactly to meet their needs so there's a lot of misconception out there and a lot of people are just confused with where to go Mm. so I would always say always seek advice so let you mentioned previously like two forms of insurance that come underneath um life insurance if you it would be great if you could like explain Mm -hmm. to our listeners a little bit more about um critical illness cover and uh, income protection yeah 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 so um actually i think it'll be easier for me to just break down the different types first yeah so that everyone just gets the understanding so um first type which everyone has heard about is called life insurance um now what life insurance actually is designed to do is to basically pay down any debts or liabilities now what that means is say for example if you have any uh mortgages credit card loans car finance catalog debt whatever debt you might have is basically a lump sum amount of tax-free money that your beneficiaries or next of kin would receive if you were no longer around. So basically that acts as a cushion to alleviate the struggle that could potentially take place, i.e. what happened to me. Mm. (laughs) Um, Second type of insurance is called whole of life. Now what a whole of life insurance is, it works in the same way as a life insurance, but the key distinctions are, firstly, it doesn't have a term. Now, what a term is, is with a life insurance, you're usually covered for a certain amount of time, whether it be 30, 40, 50 years, depending on the provider. Yeah. And with a whole of life, it basically works as like the last day you close your eyes. So if you die at 150, 102, 99, you're going to it's a guaranteed payout that you get. Yeah. Mm. And what that money is used for is basically to pay like any funeral debts 
or um, to leave a legacy to your family. So again, they're not struggling and crying and stressing out mm. about the fact that not only you're gone, but they will also have the peace of mind to mourn in peace, essentially. Mm. Can I um, ask? Yeah, yeah. Can I ask, if you don't no. get hold of life or say, for example, you get to a point, I don't know, <laughs> 80, and you're like, okay, everybody's sorted. Do you just end yeah. your insurance? Or can you actually <laughs> can you get some of your money out? Oh, no, but face. can you be like, I've been paying this for 60 years. Nice like, and legit question. But I'm not dead. Yeah. Can you get any of your money out? Mm. That's the thing. And if I'm going to be all the way honest, you can't. Nope. Like, it's not a cash in value. It's not an investment type of insurance. So right. that's why you always review it after a certain amount of time, like let's say four years, mm. just to make sure that it's still fit for purpose because you don't mm. want to continually, continually, sorry, throw money at your, well, it's not throw money, but invest in your insurance and um, mm. it's no longer fit for purpose, mm. which is what so yeah. many people do. So yeah? I went, I personally went up until the point that I feel my children should be earning, i.e. Mm-hmm. 25 which, mm-hmm. to be fair, is the term of my mortgage. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll assess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and no, that's good. These yes deserve no, money and... for a diet. <laughs> no, you no. know what? And the thing is, it's really good because um, that's why, again, this is why you have the benefit of an advisor because it's like mm-hmm. it's a consistent relationship that you maintain. And forever, whatever direction that your life goes in, um, your insurance is meant to accommodate every life stage. And... So, for example, you buy a house, you need insurance. You get married, you need insurance. You well, have do kids. I need insurance you need yeah. get married. Yeah, I've not heard that. Be- because there's two of you now. You might have to, I don't know, some people like to get a dual policy. Some oh, like okay. To get, some people like to make their husbands the beneficiary on their trust form. Like, Bond so out, many man. reasons. Yeah. Well, it depends, actually. It depends. Oh, oh. <laughs> it depends. Can I if... ask a quick question? Sorry, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Ask a question? Um, so say if I was to get life insurance and God forbid mm-hmm. I became quite poorly and I wasn't able to pay the things that I've had. So say if that's even my mm-hmm. phone bill, my car finance, all these things yeah. that I might be paying out, what am I covered for? Because say if I'm not able to pay, I physically can't work. What mm-hmm. happens then? Will I have to give up all the things that I have or will the life insurance have some sort of uh, term where I'll be able to like get some money to support me or how, how would that work? Uh, well, to be honest, how it depends on your circumstances, really and truly. Mm-hmm. What I would say to that, off the bat, is the one, the thing, the one thing that I know for sure you can do is reduce your policy amount, mm-hmm. so that again it meets your circumstances. So, for example, if you're on a really, really low income or you're not earning money currently, you can either call the provider or call your advisor and say, "Hey, listen, this is what's going on. What can you do?" And then I will either call the provider and speak to them on your behalf to see what we can come up with. Or it will just be that we reduce your premiums completely to a really, so really low amount. You can review it and it's not like a fixed thing. You can no. have a look at it from or whenever you feel. Yeah. Because I know sometimes yeah, so... it might be, oh, after a year we review it. Or after, that's that's what some companies may say. Like after this amount of time we review it. But if you wanted to look at it beforehand or you wanted to ask them things beforehand, that's you can do that. 100% and the thing is what a lot of people don't know is that it's not you're not entering a legally binding contract that's the beauty of having insurance um, because you can increase and decrease at any point in time which is another reason why I said it accommodates your lifestyle because things happen we never like you could have money today you can have not not have money tomorrow do you know what I mean there's no guarantee that you're going to be consistent 
enough we, we hope that you are obviously but you know things happen yeah, do you know what i mean and you're you're it needs to be flexible enough there's it is counterproductive if you take out a policy today and you're single and you don't have any assets at the minute to think that your life insurance should stay the same throughout your whole life it mm. literally does not even make any sense mm-hmm. mm. yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Um, as you were saying before, the uh, the various forms of um, life insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I kind of went on a tangent there. As per, right. Thanks for reining it in. <laughs> um, so, uh, third type of insurance is critical illness cover. Now, critical illness cover, I, I believe, is essential for every human being, simply because in our households we are the money making machine. Um, so, if anything happens to us, like um, you were saying, someone was saying before that, you know everything will crash and burn you know like literally if you stop working today who is going to pay your bills if something happened to you like for example like with my dad where he had a heart attack if he survived that heart attack because that's a critical illness um we would have got a tax-free amount of money to do whatever it is that we might need yeah Mm. and i believe that having a critical illness cover and having that money is not only an injection of money but it gives you options because some critical illnesses, they are really, really traumatizing. And you can use that amount of money to say, you know what, this is just really peak. I need to go on holiday and just take time off work and just think Mm -hmm. and just have that gratitude moment to be like, thank you, God, I'm still alive. Like I made it Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And then there's other types of uh, critical illnesses that leave people um, literally disabled. Mm -hmm. So they can actually no longer be able to walk. So you might need to have to refurbish your household to say, oh, you know what, let me uh, include a lift or something like that. Or I I know I'm talking about the traumatic types, but (laughs) you might need to hire a living carer, Mm. Mm -mm -mm. you know, or even with some circumstances as well, you might need to, you know, if you're thinking, you know what, the NHS is crap, as a lot of us tend to say, but um, I want to go and get private care. So that money gives you peace of mind and gives you options and it gives you the resources to be able to dictate what you can do do you know what i mean if you need to take three months off work or six months off work you will have that money to help sustain you and say you know what let me put work on pause because let me look after myself Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean rather Mm -hmm. than going yeah rather than going through that process of suffering and struggling and killing ourselves just to work like our parents did it go on go on Sorry, I was going to ask a quick question. I was just going to say, my because I have critical um, illness insurance, my understanding of it is that if you can't work, then effectively you can get paid out of something like your salary, equivalent to your salary or whatever limit you set for the rest of your life. So I have, like, two policies. <coughs> I have one that, like, if I get critical illness, my mortgage mm-hmm. gets paid off. But I also have another one that if mm-hmm. I get a critical illness, I kind of get, like, a stipend from the insurer. Mm-hmm. So is that what you're talking about or are you just talking about the lump sum one? I'm talking about just the lump sum as a whole. Um, but you can still get both though. Yeah, yeah. You can have as many insurance policies as you want. As long as you're happy to pay, then you're good. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's good that you have many so that it has different, it serves different purposes. So that's that's good. I would, I'll even commend it to be fair. I'm all for it. But yeah, so it's like our predecessors, our mum's generation... They consistently had the mindset of, oh, I need to get back to work. Oh, I need to get back to work. Oh, I need to struggle. I need to suffer. I need to, like, let's just not. It's okay to relax, you know. It's actually okay. Like, no one's going to kill you. It's actually okay. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. these policies, they give you options and they give you the ability to not allow your circumstances to dictate what you're going to do. Like we've seen our mums go through it. We don't need to continue on that struggling cycle. It needs to end. It's okay. Mm. 100%, man. We don't want to suffer un- un- unnecessarily. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, again, it's just unnecessary. We don't need to do it. Just know. Mm. Um, <laughs> and in yeah, terms of, do you feel like um, the awareness of the importance of life insurance within our community, and in fact, let's drill it down to like black women, is, mm-hmm. is greater now? Do you see... Do you see a greater number of black women speaking and thinking about these things or is there still like a, a big education piece that needs to be done? I think we're getting there, but we're not we're not we're not even there yet, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We just touched the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So the awareness is coming out there a little bit more, but it's still quite slow. Um, in if you're comparing the uptake of insurance versus men and women, the women are more on it. <laughs> mm. um but the reality is some women just think oh do you know what i'll do that later oh i can't be bothered with it now i've got this to do i've got that to do i've got this to do but actually this is more important than pretty much anything else mm. it's a huge decision and say for those people who are thinking oh i can't be bothered well let's mm-hmm. get really practical now like mm-hmm. how how long does it take to to set up life insurance it can take a day it can take two to three days. There you go, guys. A day. It doesn't even take long. Yeah, yeah. Half an hour. Yeah, yeah, Half exactly. an hour. Uh, and it's free. Along no with form, tea as well. No form filling. No, it's just conversation. Exactly. Finding out what your needs are and what works for you, and then go. I guess it's going finding out what insurer is the best insurer, which policy you want to go with. Exactly. I and the thing. Go on. Go on, Amita. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to drop a, a, a fact, but it's fine. Go on. I was gonna say, yeah, eighty percent of black mothers are the breadwinners in their households. So if we're talking, rewind. This needs to be our priority. So eighty-one percent of black women are the breadwinners in their households. So we need to change the narrative. That's if crazy. anyone needs protection, it's us. Wow, that's like, mental, you know. It's mental. It is mental. Wow. Like, if anyone needs protection, it is us. Like, I don't know why we're saying, I need to do this, I need to do that. This should be your priority because you're investing for your future generation. Do you know what? Like I it's... can't lie. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not, this is not an ad, but <laughs> I knew I needed life insurance. No, I knew I needed it and I, I stalled. I stalled, I stalled, I stalled. I, I think. A year after I first yeah, I did established, too. I didn't I want to pay life for it. <laughs> it's real life. Happened? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's saying that I don't want to pay for it, and I know I have but to go and do cheap. it. It's cheap. It's cheap. One, it's cheap. Like mm. it is really, really, really cheap. Really cheap. And then the second thing is, um, what actually drew me was your organisation. This is what mm-hmm. I mean by it's not ads. So you work for is it Unishaw? That's right, right. Yeah. 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 Um, which is a broker. It does, we're not promoting any particular insurance <laughs> brands, but you're you're the broker, the market broker. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I should say unfortunately, but what drew me is that your organisation is largely led by young black people, mm-hmm. and so you came in you came in my radar because I think some of my friends or associates or people I know work for Unishore. Um and so I was like, oh right, okay. I'm a listener. I'm a listen now, which shouldn't have been the case, but 
but so I cut out. But it was really um, there was something quite there was something quite comforting in in buying a product from someone who was like me. Mm-hmm. Just saying, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't I, I don't you. know what that's about, but that's what got me to actually pick up the phone and do what I needed to do. No, I understand that because I guess the image that people have of insurers are like scammer, isn't it? When we think of insurance, we think a lot of people have the perception that insurers are the kind of establishments that will do whatever they can not to give you the money that you need Mm. when you need it. So it's kind of overcoming those negative portrayals in your mind and understanding that um, it's something that you need. Like, as for me, in terms of life insurance, I just didn't know, like, I just didn't mm-hmm. know all the information. It was when you, um, yourself and T kindly joined us on the Instagram live. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> Let me gather my life together this instant. And I was so appreciative of like the knowledge that you both shared and I was like okay mm-hmm. let me get on this I just didn't know no one had ever had the conversation I think I'd I've heard of life insurance before you know when like mm-hmm. with the greatest you know su- su- what's the word anyway like in in the news <laughs> when you hear someone's off their spouse or whatever and collected the mm-hmm. life insurance <laughs> yeah basically that's the only that's that's the times that when i hear about like amen that's the only yeah. time i hear about <laughs> life insurance but you don't know what the the details behind that is or how it comes about i just thought oh, it's something probably that, you know, middle-class to wealthy white people get. And then if their spouse dies, they get a large lump of money. And then sometimes it's a bit suspect still because of the way they died. Do you know what I mean? That's that's my perception. About us taking up space in terms of me being drawn to this insurance organisation that is led by black people. Because insurance is also seen, I think it's seen, especially life insurance, Mm -hmm it's seen as like a white middle class thing. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying to everybody, like I'm saying to everyone on every level in my family, regardless of whether they're professional, qualified, unqualified, is it is probably easier for you to pay 10 to 50 pounds a month than to find a deposit for a house to leave to your child. If you get knocked over tomorrow, Mm. paying that 10 pound life insurance will cover your child more than any house you can leave to them. And I'm telling you. Yeah, we just need to change, especially under our circumstances. You know, we're not, as black people, we don't, um, you know, in terms of the the land, we don't own most of the land Mm -hmm. in this country. We don't have that wealth that's just there oh my great aunt 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 great 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 mm-hmm. who, le- who left the will we don't have that mm-hmm. and so we need to we need to occupy mm-hmm. this space because mm-hmm. it's important in pro- protect your bag man protect yeah i'm telling you <laughs> it sounds a bit crude but it is a way of amassing generational wealth in mm-hmm. the event Definitely. of unfortunate circumstances mm-hmm. i'm gonna make a very bold statement but i hope i hope you but you're following me where i'm going mm-hmm. so um if you think about it, yeah, other communities have been using life insurance to get wealthy for years. Mm. And we're only just catching up because the, the consensus is from other communities is that we don't value ourselves as a people mm. or as a community. Mm. Yeah. So that's probably why even very, very blandish, outlandish statement. But even if you think about black people being killed in America, for example, mm. if we were have if we had insurance, yeah or if we were, quote-unquote, putting a value on ourselves oh, gosh. through insurance, for example, 
do you not think that they would think twice about Ooh. taking our lives or not? Drag, drag it. That is, drag that is a down. bold statement, but I saw I where you were going. Do you know what I mean? I, to, yeah. I had to put the disclaimer, but it's true. If you think about it. That because... is crazy because there'd be millions. No, but I don't yeah, exactly. Put your bounty I don't on think, your own head. No, wow. I don't think that's entirely, like, I hate to be the lawyer to poop on that. But <laughs> no, 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 go for it. Like, when Go for it. There's been someone's been killed by the police, even if there isn't a criminal verdict, the family will usually make quite a substantial um, civil claim against the mm-hmm. police, which will be four millions. But I think the overall point about placing a value on our lives um, mm-hmm. is very, very, very important. And having that investment to say, you know, when I die, I need to have X, Y, and Z covered, and I'm happy to mm-hmm. make the sacrifice of a packet of cigarettes a week or mm-hmm. you know equivalent of like kfc chicken bucket or you know a pre- lunch or a lando's per week mm-hmm. in order to make sure that when i die they don't have to do a gofundme for my funeral mm-hmm. that my family doesn't lose their home and that i keep it because one of the things that my broker was like to me is that whatever you do in this life just do not cancel your policy mm-hmm. like don't pay other bills make sure you pay your policy because people cancel it like similar to your dad and mm-hmm. they because they're trying to save money because they're trying to make ends meet and mm-hmm. they don't realize that's like the one thing that you should probably do as much as you possibly can mm-hmm. not to cancel yeah and this is the thing it goes back to education and where did you go initially when you took out your policy because if you took um, advice from an advisor they would have probably let you know that if times are hard call me and let's reduce it because mm. that's probably the number one reason why people cancel because it gets mm. too expensive after a mm. while. Do you know what I mean? And they're, they're not realizing because they're being a bit short-sighted in the moment that they're doing a disservice to themselves. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, and it's also, I think, linked to this kind of, we, we as human beings, I think nowadays more so than ever, we kind of feel like we're invincible in this like a uh, tragedy mm-hmm. and unfortunate circumstances won't happen to us. We think, oh, we're young, we're fit we're going to live forever it's not the case Mm. anything Mm. can hit you at any time and if you have people that you care about that you may possibly leave behind consider them and consider what you could do to alleviate the pressure that will be upon them Mm -hmm. and um also another important thing is even as we ourselves are getting educated yes that information needs to trickle down but also it needs to go up like a fountain to you know our parents our grandparents generations as well and like we need to speak to them and say where's your life insurance seat at Mm -hmm. no i'm not wishing that you're dead that you're gonna die (laughs) stop doing all your prayers Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that you're gonna die Mm -hmm. i'm just saying what if this circumstance occurs what would the situation and layout be for the family what would we need to take care of okay this is the situation well did you Mm -hmm. know that if you just paid this much this would make it so much easier for everybody etc etc and no one has to be fighting over land in a country that they've never even been to in the first place Mm -hmm. i'm telling you and even if sorry i think that's another reason why it's better to get it when you're younger as well because the policy i got when i was like 25 i will have to i'm 50 but i don't know if i'm as healthy now as a 32 year old than I was when I was 25 because I got a new policy and they've asked me bare questions about 
have I done this? Have I done that? Have I done that? And sometimes it's better to get it when you're younger mm-hmm. and you don't develop health problems because it actually stays quite cheaper. And when you try and do it when you're mm-hmm. like 50 yep. and you've had high blood pressure or you may have had a cancer mm-hmm. scare or you may have had major surgery because life just happens to all of us, mm-hmm. it's going to cost a lot more to get it because it's more yep. risk for the insurance company to insure you, right? Mm-hmm. That's precise. On smack bang. <laughs> or you put on weight. A lot yeah. of people don't know that your BMI mm. actually affects your policy. Do you know that one finish I found, me though? Someone didn't want to insure me because they're trying to say I'm fat. I'm not me fat, too. I'm fat. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> they, no, you know, the cost of my boyfriend was like, can nah. you lose weight? I said, no. No, nah, the cost of my policy <laughs> flew up. I said, what? <laughs> I said, Father God, wow. <laughs> no, nah, but it's a motivating factor, man. It's a motivator. Because I'm like, no, nah, I want it to be. When you see reduce. me doing my walks and drinking my shakes, it's because I need to keep my weight down for my policy. Listen, it's real. I was so shocked. I said, I was like, this is racism in the insurance because you know that BMI don't apply to us. It's not fair. But what can you do? That's the standards by which they're using to apply it. So there's nothing we can do but fit into the system or pay more. Because the thing, yeah, because the thing is, as you made a valid point, as you get older, your proximity to getting health issues is a lot higher. So when you're young, healthy, your policies are cheap. Like seriously, you'll be like, wow, is that how cheap it is? Like you'll be shocked so that's why i always say to people it's better to get it today while you're young and healthy than when you're old and sick and potentially get not get insurance or get covered mm. for that thing that you actually need cover for um i just wanted to ask something quick as mm-hmm. well um Nafi was saying earlier that she has two policies out um and i know mm-hmm. my current employer they offer like a policy i'm not really i haven't read up on it but i know that they mm-hmm. always like promote it via their you know intranet stuff intranet you can have mm-hmm. to see is it worth getting one with your employer and then also getting one outside or not worth getting with your employer and getting getting more than one outside of your workplace or how would that how would that look because i know some people they haven't really got a lot of time to do certain things or yeah. we should take that time to do it but some people mm-hmm. might think oh look there's one with my my workplace i'm going to be working here for hopefully a while or long mm-hmm. enough where the policy can go forward so what would you suggest if there was like an employer's policy or something simple question first question i always ask people when they say that is are you going to work there forever likelihood is no um we can we can say that we want to work there forever but things happen people (laughs) get made redundant like i'm just going to be honest in it people get made redundant people get fired things happen do you know what i mean so you can't i would say always take up your policies with your employer because the more money the better um but it was always good to have um, a separate policy outside of that and another main reason why is because in our generation, as millennials, one, we're not staying in jobs as long as, um, again, our yeah. predecessors. Mm-hmm. Two, we've seen a lot of people become self-employed. A lot more people are contractors these days. A lot more people are um, locum workers or things like that. So the likelihood of us getting sick pay mm. is kind of not that strong. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the longest we're staying in jobs right now, statistics say, is what, two years max? And we're ready to drop mm-hmm. off. Mm because we're not loyal and i guess another kind of side to add to this all as well Mm -hmm. is like you know with coronavirus happening this year like actually i want to ask that question how has that kind of impacted like the insurance kind of sector is the like to say if someone's had coronavirus or something and now they want to get life insurance is that Mm -hmm. something that could potentially impact what pre what the price of their premium it won't necessarily affect the price of their premium but what it will do is they might get postponed for a little while 
just because there is so much uncertainty of what's happening. It depends mm-hmm. when they were diagnosed. It depends on have they had symptoms, like how strong were their symptoms. Like so, it would get assessed. Mm. So it would it would take a while for that to even go through, or if they would get if they would even get through. To be honest, so it would affect their uptake of insurance. Is the mm. answer to the question? Okay. I uh, just thought so, I'd put it out there because I know a lot of yeah, people no, will have yeah. been impacted by that and might be a bit concerned that mm-hmm. because obviously as well what's coming out in the news is that a lot of people are having kind of long times uh, long term side effects attached to coronavirus mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and I'm just interested to I'm just interested to see like if that will play a role in how insurers kind of you know construct mm-hmm. policies or offer policies to people. Yeah, so with that, they will probably be on. It will probably be on hold. I've had some clients that are, are on hold because of the state of the UK right now. Everything's up in the air, and they don't know what's happening. Mm. Um, so it might not be safe. They would check your medical reports as well mm-hmm. to make sure you know everything is sound and everything is okay. But it would be put on hold or postponed until a set time. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I, it's not one hundred percent what will happen, but I know that they they would do their thorough checks before anything goes ahead. And another question, actually, that's inspired mm-hmm. me. Um, would like um life insurance policy be impacted by say like I don't know long term or short term mental health conditions? Because I suppose that's something that might be a consideration for a lot of people in terms of how that could mm-hmm. Im- impact what they can, what they have access to yeah question which is what leads on to my next point so income protection <laughs> let me explain what that is and I'll, I'll tell you how it all ties in so income protection essentially is um a monthly income that you would receive if you're signed off work from a doctor for any reason um you will get up to 65 to 70 percent to again help sustain you during that time so that again you're not being punished for being sick <laughs> you know you're actually having an income to help sustain you and to avoid potentially falling into debt um, so with uh, one of the providers that we work for, they paid out in 2019 575 million claims um, worth of protection. And a large percentage of that was due to mental illness, anxiety, depression, uh, stress. And this is all related to coronavirus. Mm. I know someone in my team, she said seven of her clients are claiming income protection now just based on the stress, anxiety and depression that's come as a result of coronavirus and then, you know, the stress of, you know, being furloughed or the stress of losing their jobs, things like that. Wow. So, yeah. And also some providers, they also offer counselling. They also offer um, a specialist nurse to help you through any situations that you might have. So there's additional benefits with um, insurance that could actually support your whole life holistically rather than just getting you to pay for a premium. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't know that. And there's even like, for example, going back to critical illness quickly, um, you can also cover your children as well as part of your policy. And then after a certain age, I think it's 22 or 23 with different providers. Um, they have a, conversion benefit so basically it turns into their own policy when they become of age and also pregnancy related issues so like for example ectopic pregnancies which is again quite prominent in our communities Mm -hmm. um fibroids uh what else is it stillborns 
things like that. If you were to have an ectopic pregnancy, I think they pay £1,000 to go towards your surgery or something like that. If you were to have a stillborn, it's 5k per child that's lost. So they oh, do, wow. yeah, they do have additional things that also can support you um, with other aspects of your life. Wow. Yeah, and these are the things that you learn. Yeah, these are the things that you learn when you talk to an advisor. You know, mm-hmm. so there's there's little add-ons that you can have to help enhance your policy as well. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll say one more before I move on. So there's another thing called global treatment. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw a, a GoFundMe a, a few months ago about a par- parents needing 250k, I think, for their four-year-old son to get care in Spain. Oh, wow. oh like yes, yeah, yes, 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 Malik. Yeah, and the first thing I thought was, oh, I hope they had critical illness. Oh, my God. So if they had a critical illness cover with global treatment, what that would have allowed them to do is basically get cared for um, abroad. Mm. So there's a, there's listed countries that you can get seen to, like, specialist top doctors, and they will pay, I think it's up to one million per surgery, and they will also allow you, your child, and a partner to go along with the person who is ill, obviously, and then you would get, I think, £100 a day to go towards like um, food, hotel, um, for up to 60 days so that you can see your surgery. And then when you come back to the UK or wherever it is that you're based, then there's also continuing um, doctor's visits that will also be taken care of through your provider. Mm. Oh, yeah, there's so there's... there's people that don't have this at all when they, they, they're trying to fund those um, yeah. themselves and they mm-hmm. don't have any of these insurance policies taken up. So for them, mm-hmm. this is like, oh, this is a really hard time for us. We're struggling to make ends meet. But if they had mm-hmm. insurance, then it might be less of a struggle for them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And off the back of that, I guess mm-hmm. um, what I would ask is what what can we do as individuals and as a community to kind of raise more awareness about this? Because as I said, my awareness really came from when you guys uh, joined us on Instagram Live. Um, mm-hmm. But there may be... Okay, this recording is one way of raising awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what what other ways do you think we can we can raise awareness of this outside of like having direct ch- chats with um, family members and friends? Um, I would say, you know what, like one of the things that I do as well is... I hold family Zoom sessions. Um, So like sometimes it's hard for immediate family members to talk to each other about the difficult conversations. So I say, you know, if you know an advisor get, or if you know me, just get me to do a Zoom for them or with you as well and have your whole family there. Mm. Let's talk, let's let's talk about the misconceptions. Let's talk about the issues that they might have. Let's talk about their worries or their negative um, things that they think about insurance. Let's tackle them and let's have the conversation. Because the truth is, it's not just about us getting protected. What about your siblings? What about your cousins and your mum? You know, what about your aunties? And, you know, there's so much, so many things. And I think it, it is about continuing to have these conversations. That's the biggest way that um, awareness is going to be raised. Um, and people are not necessarily going to go out and do their own research. So, again, it's that person that, that looks like them, that can relate, mm. that you will have the conversation with, you know? Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, if you're struggling to have the conversation, honestly, call me. I am fr- happy to do it. Like I said, everything I do is free, so it's not <laughs> like you're paying anything anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because mm. I lived firsthand without it. So I'm like, that's my passion. I'm like, no, 
please let's talk about it even if you're going to grill me and you're going to say well why do you do this or I think that insurances don't pay out or I think that um you know you're just it's a con or a scam or whatever it is that people say and I'm like okay Mm. let's talk about it and Mm. I tackle your your issues one by one Mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like let's get that's how we get the awareness out continue to have the conversation excellent yeah and um so moving on to the last type of personal protection that there is out there this one relates again to families so we call it family income benefit or also known as family cover so what that is again and I'm just going to use myself as an example because I don't pray this for any of you guys <laughs> um when my dad left I mentioned that there was three of us that were under 21 Now, the youngest of the children at the time was my sister, who was 14. So what that would have meant is if we had a family income cover, sorry, what would have happened was my mum would have received a monthly income to help sustain both. um, Well, actually all the children in the household under 25 until we reached 25 so that because we're no longer dependent on our parents income. So it would work as, say, for example, the youngest child turns 25 so again what that money would have done for those 11 years for my younger sister is to alleviate that pressure and that Mm. struggle and it also would have helped um to you know help raise my my sister she might need some school clothes she might need um, to go on a school trip you know Mm. pay for food clothes all the things that she might need get her hair done you know Mm. we probably wouldn't have needed to sell our house Mm. that's the thing Mm. that burns me the most like they toiled for to buy that <sighs> house and then that's you know this oh gosh <laughs> sometimes man. you just have to think about it and you're like no nah, this cannot be me <laughs> well i mean you're here now and you're doing a service for the world but yeah oh, learning the the hard way so to speak is is, is mm-hmm. painful man trust me and it doesn't need to happen it can be avoided it can honestly be avoided so that's why i will tell my story as much as i can because i'm like listen get your life together <laughs> Mm. and at least you know what at least in the very least you know your dad was cognizant enough of how important it was to have it he just Mm -hmm. made a decision that you know like a lot of us can make in in that situation so Mm -hmm. the awareness was there so what we need to do is not only have the awareness but as you said be committed to thinking of all the things that we have to cut if our income comes down it's not that cut the netflix cut the spotify mm-hmm. cut everything else mm-hmm. but leave that life insurance mm-hmm. keep paying into that there's always youtube there's always youtube yeah man burn your own cd or something oh not even that you can still have or the thing is the thing is yeah you don't even need to have to do all of that all you need to do somebody is somebody else's account reduce it just oh yeah it. oh yeah yeah that too yeah yeah just exactly it. well that's the key message say it again <laughs> just reduce it reduce Speak to an it. advisor and reduce it <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> oh. so as we're just rounding up now i just wanted mm-hmm. to know like what would your what would be your like main tips of somebody who's now listened to the podcast or has heard about you and just wants to know what are my steps now to get mm-hmm. life insurance or some type of cover to protect myself going forward I would say send me a DM, shameless plug. I would say send me a DM and we can go from there. As I say, my consultations are completely free. So there's no obligations. Even if you just want to find out a little bit more, I'm happy to just have the conversation and um, we will get you protected. If you're confused or you're still like, hmm, I'm not really convinced or I don't really get it. 
honestly just give me a call give me a dm and we'll talk so yeah <laughs> Sounds like a show. Say, i'm really grateful that you were here amida especially no after, yeah thank um, you so much we had we had a live but we have actually captured a lot of that because we didn't manage to save the live mm. and i do oh, think it's did important. we not oh my goodness no, that was one of the first ones of one of the first ones no yeah. it's fine thanks for having me i've been i'm no, just no, flown no. in conversation i'm even going off on a tangent because i have so much to say <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, good. I also want to shout out um, T, so advice by mm-hmm. T, who worked mm-hmm. alongside you because um, she initiated the conversation and unfortunately yeah. she's not here today. So yes, shameless plug for Amida, but you can also check out advice by T, mm-hmm. they work for the same organisation mm-hmm. as well. Yes, give us your Instagram at again so the listeners yeah, can hear sure. it. So I am at sheinsures underscore. And through there, you'll find my phone number, my email, my DM, <laughs> and everything else. And then we can talk more through that way. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, make sure you hit her up. And anybody yeah, else yeah. who's listening as well, who may not be fully into a black woman demographic, to be honest with you, everybody needs it. It's very important. And we appreciate you explaining some of the key parts of it in so much detail as well and in very understandable terms because Mm -hmm. I know that it can be overwhelming for quite a few people especially when you kind of get the paperwork through and you're just like Mm -hmm. what the hell is this but it's good to work with somebody who knows how to explain it in Mm -hmm. terms and language that you understand yeah I agree Thank you so much for having me. I've had a great time. I even it's a pleasure. I was ready to say more. I was ready to talk more. I mean, what what else do you want to say? Go for it. Get protected, people. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a sexual education health, um, uh, podcast. Honestly, you know what I mean, I know. No pun intended. <laughs> Any other comments, Aww. Matt? Any comments? No, I'm good. I'm good. She's having a quiet week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I, it's not, you know, sometimes when people have knowledge, you just have to listen no. and yeah, take man. it in. Yeah. That's actually and true. Let it season let and marinate. Marinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what point, I mean? You know, some people are always fast to jump when someone's talking, but you know, just. I'm telling who you. Who are you talking about? <laughs> wow, <laughs> what, did she trigger you, Tony? Do you need to go and see the Lord in prayer? <laughs> I'm just, I'll just check it. <laughs> Okay then guys, so um, I just would like to thank everybody for listening to us again and coming and listening to the podcast and please just tell a friend to tell a friend as we always say and um, follow us on our show socials at bwwpodcastuk or send us an email blackwomenworking.com at blackwomenworking are you alright? Are you alright today? Are you alright? Words are getting swelled around. Black women working. Please shout out. Black women working. UK at gmail.com. Well done, Thank you. Sorry, guys. I'm getting a tough voice. Thank you so much for joining us again. And we hope you can hear from us soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.